the lesser funny one and the more annoying one of misdeeds. Actually, Laris is definitely not annoying. I would say then I am the annoying one. I wanted to give you a sample of the misdeeds YouTube channel just so that you can check out the link in our show notes. We feature shorts of what modern monarchs allegedly cheated, who are the upcoming queens and rulers of Europe that are female, and our favorite misdeed-adjacent clips that we don't want to see get lost in the cemetery of old documentaries and never see the light of day again. So please come find us at Misdeeds and Intrigue YouTube channel. SS Colonel Herbert Kapler beefed up his death list with snap choices of people in detention or slated to be released until he had taken up shopkeepers, Italian soldiers, policemen, Jews, teachers, Students, architects, priests, old men, and teenage boys. Kapler made his grisly calculations. He had 74 men at his disposal, so the executioners were outnumbered five to one by the condemned. He would describe his planning proudly. I calculated the number of minutes necessary for the killing of each of the 320. I had the arms and ammunition computed. I divided my men into small platoons which would function alternately. I ordered that each man fire only one shot. I specified that the bullet enter the victim's brain from the cerebellum in order that there be no wasted firing. The doomed Italians were loaded onto trucks that afternoon and hauled like cattle to abandoned caves in an area where early Christians had been condemned to martyrdom. The approaching executions would be every bit as pitiless and gruesome. The Ardeatine caves were a perfect death chamber, eliminating the problem of witnesses and disposing of bodies. They were a dank labyrinth of passageways 10 feet wide, 15 feet high, and up to 300 feet long. It would be simple for Wehrmacht engineers to seal the entrances with explosives afterward. The executioners were an inexpert lot. Most had never killed, and many were clerical personnel with little military training. Kapler ordered cases of cognac to the caves to soothe his amateur executioners. But rather than calm them, the fiery liquor inspired a hideous orgy of murder. The doomed, bound men were led five at a time by torchlight into the bowels of the caves, each group accompanied by five of Kapler's men. At an intersection, Kapler's second-in-command, Priebka, stood striking each name off his master list as they announced their names to him. Then they were forced to kneel and turn their head to the proper angle to receive their bullet. From two o'clock in the afternoon until eight o'clock in the evening, the prisoners were systematically annihilated. The 
slaughter became steadily more hideous and chaotic as Kapler's drunken executioners became progressively more sloppy as exhaustion and horror overtook them. The system broke down. Bullets were poorly aimed and maimed without killing. To save time clearing bodies, new victims were made to stand on the bodies of the fallen until there were two five-foot-high heaps before the last shot rang out. When news of the disaster was brought to the Pope by his confessor, he raised both his hands in pain and cried out, It cannot be. His last hope of the Germans being too civilized to carry out their threat had died in the Ardeatine caves. Count Dallatore, chief editor of the Vatican newspaper Asservatore Romano, wrote a condemning front-page editorial that would be understood, although unsigned, as the voice of the Pope himself. But the published piece, as revised for the Pope, reduced a vibrant protest to a general censure of tragic violence. The fear was that an already grave situation would worsen. So, according to the Vatican paper, the victims were the Germans, uh, the culprits were the partisans, and the people massacred were sacrificed. Just stay with me. 